Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Reductopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriard Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight, as every night, by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for, and our guest would know that if he didn't skip over the beginning of our episodes. I am your host, my name is Parasite Steve, aka Steve Ann Sampson. And with me tonight, I don't have no Nintendo. I don't have no 8-Bit Alchemy. Actually, I do not have those things. Those are both double negatives that were unnecessary. But what I do do have, I do do have a great guest for y'all. And uh, and I'm just I'm just going to introduce him right now. We're just going to we're just going to dive right in. Uh, our guest tonight, because this is an episode of The Brig, is kind of a big deal. And I know that because he told me so himself. He happens to be an, an Amazon best-selling author of the popular Typo Squad novels. There's three of them, count them three, as well as numerous short story collections, scripts, and novellas, and he writes short stories that are in anthologies all over the place. He also wrote the screenplay for and starred in the short film Typo Squad, Words Can Hurt You, and he's currently the producer and star of pnn the parody news network on youtube this week in the brig why it's none other than steven lomer welcome to the show loams yeah okay enough of the chit chat i want to know why it has taken so long for me to be featured on how many episodes have we done have you done how many episodes I mean, of the interview segment, uh, you know, probably 40, 50, something like that. 40 or 50. Yeah. 40, 50. Yeah. And you've got me floating yeah. out there. You've mm -hmm. got me, the, the, the Amazon bestselling mm -hmm. author of Typo Squad, mm -hmm. the executive producer of the Parody News Network, mm -hmm. the creator of Tell Me About Your Damn Book. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I'm floating out there and, and what... And I have to invite myself onto this thing? And then you put me in this shitty cell? Yeah, well, like, the cell... Uh, okay, look. All right, like, ridiculous. it all comes down to my own insecurities because I never want to be the second handsomest bald guy on the show. Well, so it's all, it, it, I know, and you don't have to keep reminding me, so let's just leave it there, if we could. Um, but you you're here a personal connection. Like, yes. You, like when we did tell me about your damn book, I interviewed yes. Maddie. You remember when I interviewed Maddie? That was, adorable. I, I do remember that. Yes. Also that was ago. during COVID, mm -hmm. I came out to Nick's comedy strip. That's true. Support you when you were selling your books outside. Yes. Yeah. And I told you about my damn book all, all over again. Exactly. It was like, we had, we're like, Oh, we know what to do here. We've been through this because yes, you had that, that, you had that show. 
and, and still, I was on it. And yeah. still, yeah. I'm not invited. I don't well, get it. Well, that's you want to goose the ratings the, now. The other, the other thing to to consider though is your your level of whininess. There is ah, that. There is you, that. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think there's that. But uh, I just want to say. Like, I'm sorry it took so long to get you on the show, but you're here now. You're down in the dank and in the dark. And I wanted to tell you that the smell down there, that reeking, rotting corpse smell, is the thing that's kind of like feet wrapped in burnt bacon that you're smelling right now. Yeah, that's due to the pile of human foreheads in the corner. See, Andy Parks left him behind last week, and I still need to get rid of him. I kind of kind of brushed him into a into a pile, but I haven't, uh, I don't know, I haven't really thrown him out yet. So just 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 like, you know, stay on the other corner. You know, move the stool over to the far corner and, you know, and do your best. I guess means. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What, 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 is, what does that mean? Um, <clears throat> honestly, it doesn't matter at all. Okay. Um, right. See, I thought but, the smell was me. No. So I feel no, better. No, feel, it's the forehead. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as, as has been mentioned already, you are on the show, in case you didn't realize. And welcome. Welcome to the Thank show, you. finally. About time. About time. Uh, so... If we're going to dive into it, you, my friend, are metaphorically and physically sometimes, although not right this moment, you're a wearer of many hats. You are an author, a copywriter, an editor, producer, actor, director. But in fact, as I learned today, as I was researching your ass, you, uh, you had in fact started many moons ago as a literary agent. I was wondering if you uh, wouldn't mind talking about your journey from agent to somebody who's representing an author to an author themselves instead. How did that go? <laughs> oh, I'd love to tell that story. That's a glorious story. Hold on. Let me move my stool over away from the forehead. Yes. Yeah. Move from the forehead. Okay. All right. Oh, that's better. Hold okay. your, yeah. Put, pull your shirt up over your nose. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'll yeah. do that. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I was, uh, it was many moons ago, many, many, many moons ago. I believe the year started with number one. I know it's hard for some of the mm. people out there to believe that there were years that started with the number one, but there were. And uh, I, I remember I went to um, a, a Barnes & Noble. I, I know there's people who don't remember what Barnes & Noble is either. Um, wow, I'm really dating myself. Anyway. I mean, someone's got <laughs> I found this book that said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 99 careers you can start for under $99. And I was like, ooh, okay, let's try this. So I'm flipping through it and nothing is appealing, nothing is appealing. And then suddenly I see literary agent. And I was like, ooh, I could do that. And it was the glorious Wild West years where all you had to do was say, I'm a literary agent, and maybe get some business card printed up that said, <laughs> Stephen Lomer, literary agent, and boom, off you went. So I did that. Like and printed then, money. No uh, yeah, exactly. It's a license to print money. Yeah. And so uh, I put together a crappy little website that said I was a literary agent, and then I started putting out the call for people to send me their manuscripts. And people did that's the <laughs> crazy part the they fools did. yeah they didn't have any idea who i was they had no idea about my history my skills my abilities nothing they just sent me their manuscripts i was like wow okay 
So I had a stable of about, uh, say, 10 authors. And I just started doing <laughs> exactly what they could have done for free, which is just submitting them to these publishing houses. Right. And, um, and of course, nothing happened because I'm just a schmuck and the publishing houses are like, yeah, okay, these, these books are terrible. We wouldn't accept them from the author. Why would we accept them from you? And you're like, because I am a literary agent. Yeah, read the business card. It says literally. Have you seen the website? Yeah, they don't just give anybody a They website. corroborate each other. It's it's not just me saying this. Exactly. One one vouches for the other. One lies and the other swears to it. <laughs> so uh, I, I will say uh, my crowning achievement as a literary agent was uh, there was this guy and he had written a like a Tom Clancy style thriller. Mm -hmm. And he had done all <laughs> the legwork on it he had he had like pushed it out there he had gotten it past the guards past the gates at the publishing house so really he just needed like a layup man so i just stepped in and said hey publish my guy and they're like okay and i got 10 percent, and it was it was glorious and so i was like okay well um percentage wise i'm doing really badly here but at least i have something upon which i can hang my hat and yeah, that was that was the end of my adventure as a literary agent. But okay, so so how'd you go from how, what what made you think like maybe I should be the one writing the books? Well, funny you should ask. It was I was actually inspired it's, by it's all, by design, in fact. Yeah, exactly. Sure, it's um, I was inspired by all of the shitty manuscripts that I was being forced to represent. <laughs> oh, I was I was reading them and I was like, wow, these are really bad. You're like, three monkeys could write better than this guy. And you're like, wait, I'm the equivalent of three monkeys. Exactly. I might even be the equivalent of four monkeys. Well, four. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and, then, and then the one that got published was bad also, but it got published. And I was like, my God, if that can get published, I can get published. Right. So um yeah so that put me on the path to becoming an author just nice. because i knew i was better than most of the authors out there mm. or at least the sample i had seen with conviction you knew this you and weren't you didn't suspect it, it. You, you didn't it wasn't like an inkling you're like mm, perhaps i am better no. you're like i know with a fact yes or a fact, in fact yes it's an empirical fact it is scientific right. fact i am better than these people. better in always in always um, in always <laughs> that matter really um so <clears throat> your first your your first book that you wrote was a collection of short stories called stargazer lilies or nothing at all which is a very interesting title um short story collection includes one story that would inform your later work um which we can get into um i know the stories included in this collection span multiple genres mm -hmm. so what um what i'm wondering is you know did you write this to be a collection and you're like i don't care uh i don't have to have a theme i don't have to have a genre i can do what i want or were you like no these are were they were these stories written for different open calls and then you later decided to collect them well let me start by saying my attitude of I don't need a genre has haunted my entire career as a writer. 
But your supposition is correct. These were all short stories that I had submitted to contests and they had had varying degrees of success. And mm -hmm. uh, as you know, it's the, um, the uh, oh God, I'm blanking on it. The, the short story that they have every year, it'll come to me. Anyway, you get randomized, they give you the, the random genre, the random character, and then the element that you have to write. Okay. And, and then off you go. So, um, so, the, so the feature story, uh, was it was about a woman getting married and you had to the, the element it, it had to be comedy and the element was stargazer lilies so i wrote the story the short story stargazer lilies are nothing at all and i was like wow this is really good and <laughs> you're like i am so impressive yeah i really am like but, out of the gate you're like, like i wow am so impressed with my own self well, that actually, that story got all the way to the finals. So it wasn't yeah. just me who was thinking it was good. Right. Was, no, was you were just correct. Were you were just correct right. in how impressive your writing obviously was. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so I put it together. So the, so the time between when I stopped being a sham literary agent and when <laughs> I became a published author, that period was when I was writing these short stories for okay. these contests and submitting them. and. And so I was just, I, I was slowly compiling what would be my first book, which was Stargazer Lilies. And it's funny you mentioned it because I honestly can't remember if the, the short story that inspired, formed Typo Squad was originally part of Stargazer Lilies. I don't, I don't know if it was. I think I might have written that after the fact. And added it. Yeah, and added edition. it later, which is a great feature of uh, Amazon. They're just you can just upload as many versions of your book as you like. You just keep putting things in and taking things out. So it's just that easy, kids. If you have a if you have a terrible manuscript, you can go ahead and upload it. On. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe people won't realize and they'll buy it. But then you can just keep fixing it. You can just fix it over years and years and years. And uh, you know, I mean, I know people do it. I know for a fact people do that. I, I wouldn't admit it like uh, in a public forum, like a, some sort of an interview, like for a podcast or anything like that. But I mean, sure, people do it. Sure, um, so sure. the story, the story that uh, we're we're kind of alluding to, is called Royally Screwed, and this is the prequel story to what for a while was your your big series that you were pouring all your energies and uh, and and effort into, which is the Typo Squad, as I mentioned in the intro. Mm -hmm. Um, when I met you, Typo Squad One was was your book that you were promoting, and uh, and then you've written two more since, and a bunch and other stuff after that. So, um, we met that, yeah, how yeah, it's been a yeah, it's been a it's been a while, it really has been a while. Wow, because um, Typo yeah, Squad my, One was like what 2017? I mean, I probably met you in 2018, to 20, be honest. Wow, yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, no, it's been a while for sure. It's weird. Actually, uh, I can I'm, tell just I'm, by I'm, looking at Maddie. I can tell yes, how long she's, it's been. <laughs> she's fourteen point five right now. So oh I mean, I, yeah. So it's, it was a while wow. ago. But um, since she was on, tell me about your damn book. But um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so royally screwed. Did you write this truly before you wrote Typo, Typo Squad, or did you go back and sort of write a prequel? I believe that I wrote Typo Squad, and then I wanted to explore uh, Ewan's character. 
and sort of see where he came from. And I also needed it to set up Typo Squad 2 because the, 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 the main villain in Royally shows up again in Typo Squad 2, the wordmonger. Um, oh, okay. So the word so that, from the short story. That's cool. Yes, exactly. So I believe the order of events was I wrote Typo Squad, then I wanted to write Typo Squad 2 and to, um, to make the public, to force the public to like me, I wrote the short, I wrote Royally Screwed and then wrote uh, Typo Squad 2 so that you would have, so that I would set that goal for people and then they, they would be able to fully understand what they were reading in Typo Squad 2. Very cool. So, you know, before we get into the actual story of Typo Squad, tell me, what is your relationship with typos in general? You know, where did it all start? Was there ever a time that the two of you got along? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, I... I I have I have had a problem with typos as far back as I can remember, but in my in my day job, uh, I was a, a proofreader and a copy editor for years and years and years. So I was battling typos on a daily basis. So really, the inspiration for Typo Squad was the fact that we we proofreaders and copy editors didn't have any heroes. We didn't have any Captain Americas. We didn't have any Iron Men to come in and save us. And like, I should write about some people that do what we do, but are heroes that we can like look up to and, and that are cool because I've never met a proofreader or a copy editor that was cool. So I still have I still haven't, Steve. I yeah, I know I understand. I I, I I I never claimed that that aspect of my life was cool in any way. But that's where that's where my my relationship with typos started was in my day job as a proofreader within all different sorts of companies. Gotcha. So you're filling a void. You're like, okay, I see that there's this whole group of people that is under um, represented. They have no one to look up to. I can really respect that. I love mm -hmm. that. I I'm all for 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 that kind of thing. Um, so let's create this this team of uh cops slash superheroes uh called the typo squad so mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know so on the surface this book is it's a spoof it's a satire but it's this basically it kind of reads like a police procedure a little bit a little bit but to do it you went and you created this whole freaking world with its own set of rules you you like essentially created a magic system that's what you yes. did. You're like the world building of the Typo Squad universe is ludicrous because it truly could not happen on Earth. Like nothing, the rules of physics are just different there. So what? Ha so tell the audience who doesn't know, might not know, in the world of your your main character, Richard, aka Dick Shonery, what happens when somebody makes a simple spelling error? Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you all this time thought his last name was Shonery? I did. So you you never got the joke that he was no I get the joke there. I'm just assuming that it would be pronounced that way to like hide the joke a little more no so it's it's shenary yeah you, you, no you say shenary yeah no it's it's mm. terrible puns oh and terrible you have okay. to embrace them you, you, Dick Shenary man <laughs> yeah. Dick Shenary okay Dick there you Shinari. go yeah there you go Richard so uh, so exactly. Richard Shenary yeah he. <laughs> 
It's Richard, please. Richard. Um, so what happens when somebody makes a typo in this world? When, when a typo appears in this world, it is lethal. So if you are not a member of Typo Squad and you don't have the immunity that comes with being part of Typo Squad, actually, you don't get immunity from Typo Squad. You join Typo Squad because you're immune. But if you, if you don't have the immunity and you see a typo, you die. And that yeah. came directly from my experience with typos because every time I saw a typo, I died a little. You time. just died. I did. I did. A little bit of my soul died. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So that, that was the world that I built. 98% of the population are, are, are vulnerable to these typos. So it, it's a highly vigilant society. Mm -hmm. But, of course... The old saying, where there are where there are waters, there are sharks. So there are always going to be people who are trying to exploit these things. So just as you have Typo Squad who are trying to defend the public from uh, the forces of errorism, you're going to have errorists who are out there to try right. and destroy everything. Right. Not terrorists. We have errorists. Errorists. That are, <laughs> that's great. Uh, <laughs> that are the bad guys of the book. And they just leave like misspelled words on blackboards and like whole buildings have to be evacuated. Yes, exactly. And it can, it can cause widespread death and mayhem. And we are that thin red line between <laughs> order and chaos. The red line comes from the teacher's pen. That's correct. It, it, yes. it is a. It is technically a thin, thin red line. Though. It it really is a thin red line. It's literally a thin red line. Literally, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, um, so the so the main characters we have uh, Richard Chinari, who goes by Dick. So he is Dick Chinari. Uh, Theosaurus. We have Ewan Who's Army. We have uh, Anaphylaxis, and we have uh, Chris Wig, who is known as Big. So he is Big Wig. Ah. And then the, the main antagonist is um, Anton Nim. And Nim. he was he was one of my favorite creations. That, that actually came to me uh, just as I was waking up one morning. I was trying to think of who the is that when you're do you find that that's when you're the most brilliant? Do you find like when like that those for the twilight moments of the day? Do you find you you have like the the greatest number of brilliant like thoughts? Do you, do you find that? Well, I'm always brilliant. Mm, right. I know. So, I'm just saying like the most brilliant. Yeah. In a day where every other moment there's, there's brilliance happening. Yeah. But do you find that like the, those early half asleep sort of drunken moments where you're sort of recalling some, some, some sort of half formed thoughts from your dream world. Is that, is that the most brilliant or like kind of mid tier? What would you say? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you know, with, with the level of brilliance we're talking about. Now yeah, we're talking about obviously very red. high. Yeah, right. but right. Um, just waking up or just falling asleep is often when inspiration strikes. And mm -hmm. that was the case for, for them. I just, in my head, I saw Antonym and yeah. I was like, oh my God, it has Anton in it. That's a name. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. We're going to go with this. Yeah. Um. And then, no, of course, we, we've discovered that, uh, and I, no spoilers, uh, so I will just say that Dick has a brother named Chicago Manuel. And that's that's a bit more of a deep dive because any proofreader worth their salt uses the Chicago Manual of style. Oh, that's really good. To I figure didn't get out that punctuation okay. and all that stuff <clears throat> and usage. So 
Yeah. That was so there are That's levels. Good. There are yeah. there, there are levels, and I put in a lot of stuff that only proofreaders would really appreciate and mm -hmm. understand. And I I certainly hope they do. But the, the but the genesis of it, the genesis of the whole thing was I was I was just I was somewhere, I can't even remember where I was, and in my mind, it came it came into my mind fully formed. It was uh it was a nameplate on a desk mm -hmm. and it said it said dictionary and then someone had taken a a post-it and read big and stuck it to the edge of it so it now read big dictionary and i was like of course it did i was like okay whatever that is mm -hmm. now it has to be something and right. so it, it 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 evolved very slowly and painfully <laughs> into typo squad and i say painfully because i wrote two entire full complete drafts of typo squad mm -hmm. that i just threw out that i just torched it's like it's like uh what do they call it when uh when a lady passes a baby what is that called again like when you uh when you when you uh, i can't think of a different word for it when you pass a baby birth? you know what i'm talking about oh birth <laughs> Is that what you mean? Yeah, right. That it's like that. It's like, is it, would you say it's just as painful as what's what's it called again? Birth. Birth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 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 like that, right? It was just as painful doing these drafts. Yeah. As something, right? Wouldn't yeah. you say? Like, yeah, yeah. If there were yeah. if there were ladies listening to the show tonight, they would they would hear you say this, and they would do agree. Do you think or? What? <laughs> Man, you are so far afield right now. I think um, you had an idea and you were going to chase it down, but then it just got away from you and you said, I'm going to follow this until it falls apart. <clears throat> uh, so do, do we have in your in your list of characters, yes. uh, it occurs to me that the perfect name is Lauren Ipsum. Do we have a Lauren Ipsum? Yes. Is there really? There is, yes. Oh, there that's that's amazing. Lauren Ipsum, yes. Perfect. Yes, of course Perfect. there is. Of course, of course there, there is. is. <laughs> of course. What do I think my my like average Joe everyday genius is can, can match the lofty heights of yours? Goodness. Uh certainly there is a Lauren Ipsum. There's also a red penny, uh okay. who's, who's one of the characters. Um there's a there is a misinformation who mm -hmm. is one of the characters. Uh it, it just goes on and on. So I, I would say that your level of enjoyment and appreciation of Typo Squad is directly proportional to your ability to tolerate puns. Because if you can't handle puns, it's this like is this is like puns cool. the book. Like puns yeah, it really is. Puns it really is. the series, right? Yes, right. And so, but yes, it was it was very much a matter of killing your darlings because I wrote the first draft and I was like, this does not work. So I, right. I torched it. Then I wrote the second draft, and I was actually able to salvage some set pieces from the second draft. And then I, mm. I sort of put it all together and had the final draft for typos. Nice. And uh, I was, I was just so happy. That was, that was, and is my baby. That's like, yes. If, yes. If if someone's giving my eulogy and they don't mention Typo Squad, something has gone horribly wrong. You, then somebody hired the wrong eulogist. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yes. Um, so, and of course you had the three books and also you have a short film directed, mm -hmm. I believe by Killarney trainer, friend of the show. She was on a few weeks ago. That's um, correct. and, uh, 
yeah, so this this is the Words Can Hurt You short movie, which I was actually at the premiere screening of. I'm not bragging. I, I just uh, I'm just stating a fact. Sure. Uh, sure. Well, that was that was VIP. So obviously <clears throat> you were there. Obviously, I was there. Um, so yeah, that what was that like? You know, adapting adapting this work into a totally different medium like that. And I, I assume you know you must have written the screenplay, right? You must have. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. So how how was that process? That was awesome. That was that was awesome. I loved bringing that to life. Um, it, so it, so a little bit of IMDb trivia about uh, Typo Squad. Words can hurt you. Uh, I had written it, and it was it was almost a direct adaptation of a scene from the book. And so I had worked with Killarney and, and her brother. Uh, and we had we had gotten the budget set, we had gotten the set set, we had the actors set, everything was cool. And then I'd say two nights before we were scheduled to film, I decided to do a whole rewrite of the first half of the episode of the film because the first half of the film just did it just sat there. It just didn't really work. And mm -hmm. so I did a rewrite and now my rewrite had all these extras and now my rewrite was lost a lot more and Not everyone yet. was scrambling. But that first half, the second half of the, of the film, it gets a little talky. Uh, I had, um, uh, so Krista Terry, my longtime friend, uh, played Theosaurus. And so she brought her son to the premiere. I, I think he was seven when we had the premiere and he turned to her with his review and said, um, I like the first half. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. It's a very honest uh, kid reaction. And the, the uh, first half is really, really good. It's really I'm sure the fun. second half is all Killarney's fault. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, obviously it's, I mean, the, well, the, what I did wrong was I rewrote the first half and left the second half alone. Certainly. Like, You're like, well, I trust Killarney to make this work. Yes. The second exactly. half. Um, right. But she so, just uh, but the, couldn't but meet the you halfway. Actual, I mean, come on. <laughs> the actual experience of filming that, I still hold up as the, the best two days of my entire yeah, life. That's it was awesome. so, I mean, like, you know, it was it was all hands on deck. So I got the costumes, I got the props, uh, I got I I arranged for the cafe where we filmed it. So I did all of this stuff to to set the table, and then the day came and it was everything I could have hoped for. Mm -hmm. It was it was glorious, and we had the cafe full of extras, and we really felt like legit celebrities because <laughs> we we were treated differently we were like sitting over here we had yeah. our lines the, and all, all of the extras were doing their extra stuff but we like the camera was focused right on us and it was just the, the whole thing was just an absolute blast and awesome. i don't know if i'll ever have that much fun again well i hope you do um, i hope so too <clears throat> i mean this certainly is, this is uh, fun, really obviously obviously for where i am in mm. here down in the down in the uh the dungeon down in the brig with a pile of human foreheads um so clearly you love the experience as as stated uh i think the medium got its hooks in deep because 
you you pivoted. I know you kept writing, but you know books and novellas, but you also really pivoted to a, a brand new brand that you came up with, which of course, as mentioned in the intro, PNN, the parody news network, which if if someone were, you know, on the street, not that they do, but if they were to come up off the street and say, hey, you know, the Stephen Lomer guy, and I would be like, yes, actually, uh, he's, he's a friend of mine. He's actually a friend of mine. And they would say, they would say, oh, that's, I'm super jealous because I was wondering what you thought of him and what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of this friend of yours. And I would say at this point, PNN. Oh, yeah. I never thought it would be anything but Typo Squad, but I think at this point, these last two years, you have been going so full tilt boogie with this uh, PNN, or as, as the kids call it, Peen. I think Peen is what, <laughs> peen, the, what yes, the, kids the kids say. Call it peen. Um, it's my eternal chagrin. Uh, uh, come on, you you planned it and you love it, please, Lomer. Give me a break. Um, as if you didn't think of that. Um, so so please let's talk about the parody news network. Um, for those who don't know, the format for this show, it's on YouTube. Um, you dive into a different movie for each episode, and then you report on it as if the events the events of the movie whatever it is if it's like jaws you're like oh uh there's stuff happening at you know at the island it was an amity island and there's a big shark and you know the mayor's like blah 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 and you kind of just act as if the events of the movie are happening currently um in real time and then and then you just kind of you know go from there and in two years you have produced now this isn't like full episodes but you've produced over 320 videos for this channel which is incredibly impressive, like no bullshit. That's really cool. Um, so tell us like how this idea started. You know, you're you're the you're the head anchor, uh, you're the star of the show. So I feel like you got the bug from doing the Typo Squad movie. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you are you are definitely correct. It was the Typo Squad movie. It also was uh, tell me about your damn book. Uh, because I discovered through that that I was that I had sort of on camera interview skills or hosting skills. As the French, the, the as the French say, a certain I don't know what. <laughs> yes, they do say that, don't they? they? Do. I think they say it in French. Yeah, I but so. um, I'll have to I don't, check. I don't. That I don't speak we'll, that shit. We'll do the <laughs> do the research and find out. But. Um, yeah, so the so the origin of PNN goes back to lockdown. Um, so we're in the midst of lockdown. Nobody can come out and play. Um, I know a lot of people have blocked out lockdown and don't really remember, but you know it was it was a kind of a bleak time. We were all just Kinda. stuck in our homes and we couldn't really socialize and and whatever. So I started getting the itch to do something creative. And of course, at the time, everybody was watching like CNN constantly to find out how many masks they needed to wear and whether or not mm -hmm. to disinfect their groceries. And I noticed that in the in the CNN segments, you had the anchor in the studio and you had the correspondent elsewhere, but they were they were talking in real time as though they were together in the same place. And so I thought I could do that. I could film myself as the anchor here in the studio and I can get a bunch of actors and they can film themselves remotely 
they can send me the footage, I'll stitch it all together, and it'll look just like a, a CNN segment. Right. So um, so there's a, there's a website called Backstage.com, and it's where you find all of your actors or, or whatever you need for your creative endeavors. And so I put out a casting call for, for PNN and got an overwhelming response because all the actors were stuck in their homes and they couldn't work and they were looking for something to do. Right. So a massive response to that. I, I haven't seen that kind of response since. And so I picked a, a dozen of them and they were all over the country. They were Los Angeles, New York, Minneapolis, Chicago. It didn't matter because they were filming remotely. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wrote the scripts. I, I, I wrote nine episodes. Um, we rehearsed boom, and then they filmed themselves. I stitched it all together, and boom, there's your first season of PNN. Wow. And it was, I was so proud of it. I was so happy that I was able to pull it off because I wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to pull it off. Mm. And, um, so I said, I got to keep this going because this is this is great. And so series two was was as we were coming lockdown and people were now able to come and film here at my home studio. So series two was kind of a hybrid. So I still had some of those remote people, but I also had people. And it was important for me to get people on set because then I was able to be the onset dictator that I really wanted to be. Of course. And, uh, of course. I was also able to get multiple takes and give feedback and have my own equipment. So it was consistent from video to video. Mm -hmm. um, you got it. You had, you wanted to get your Kubrick on. Yes, you wanted exactly. To, you wanted exactly. to terrorize these people basically. Yes. Yes. I wanted, I wanted everyone to be, uh, to scar Shelley. them for life. I wanted them all to be Shelly Duvall on the yes. set of the shining. Yes. And, uh, so, yeah, so it just it 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 started from there, and then um, along the way, it just it sort of became a brand. It just sort of became yeah. very closely associated with me <clears throat> and me with. One of the reasons is because I'm just relentless. Mm. Like I just don't take any time I, off. I, I thought you were going to say handsome. But yeah, uh, well, you know, brilliant and handsome. Obviously. Relentless and handsome. Certainly. Relentlessly brilliant and handsome. Certainly, but and uh, and let's not forget humble. Well, let's not let's not forget humble. You know, I'm not as humble as I could be. You um, know, I am the most humble of all the humblers. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway. you know, you know, to take you down a little bit of a peg, you're not the only thing that's great about this show. There is a, you know, your cast is great, and you yes. have this whole list. So, you know. Your cast basically fills out the roles of these roving reporters who are on yes. the scene. So whatever, you know, the movie, whatever the events of the movie that are happening that you're ostensibly reporting on, they are the person on the scene, your eyes on the scene reporter. And you have certain people who get to be in a number of episodes and they get to keep coming back. Some actors play different characters. Some play the same one that have, you know, multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely uh, a really like fun, you know, part of the show where, um, you know, I mean, I mean, is, is this how, how do you decide, you know, this person 
that character is going to be a one-time thing. I don't need that that character again. But this other one, I want to bring that one back. Is that something that just like you have to kind of see it and you're like, you know, I I kind of I really liked that. I want to see more of it. How how do how do you do it? Yeah, that's 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 an interesting question because well, so first of all, the the cast is uh, I have some friends who are part of the cast, and I mm -hmm. have uh, some people who just really enjoy doing it, and then I have some actual like legit actors who appear in national commercials yeah. and whatever, and they just keep coming back for more. Mm -hmm. um, you, and you actually a, a, a few of the people, Killarney. Oh, is, do I? Is one of the longtime uh, correspondents. Uh, speaking of whom? <laughs> oh hi! Oh. Uh, Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Is this is this on? Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Oh, did, what are you doing? I, uh, you said the seventh, right? Did I get that right? Uh, you're, for your second episode? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marnie, it's I'm, it's September seventh. This is August. Oh, oh shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steven. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, I hope I didn't. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, I was um, just okay. talking about you, so oh. <laughs> stick around. We're talking PNN. Um, no, no. Oh, I, this, I can't interrupt. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's just weird. We'll, I'll talk to you next month. All okay. right. See you, see you. Okay, bye. Bye. That was weird. Wow, that um, was weird. That was so weird. Anyway, was, you, were, you were saying... Um, you were saying I about it was your like people. a Beetlejuice thing. I, I said her name to you. You said her name. Yeah, maybe we did collectively. We said her name three times. That was, that, I, I don't know what, that was weird. So you, you're saying like, okay, so, you know, you have friends, you have some people that are, you know, in commercials, national actors and all this stuff. So yes. like, how do you decide which of your friends, like, for instance, like which of your like super handsome, talented, funny, bald friends that you may or may not ever have on your show after two years? Like, like, how would you decide this? Hmm. Well, some people are better at dropping hints than others. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I'm, I'm good at picking up on those things. Oh, uh, endlessly. I mean, just <laughs> so the most best. Obviously. Yes. 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 I mean, it's, 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 you know, uh, we have really, really good looking bald Steve. Mm -hmm. already. already yeah that is true that is so true. Mm -hmm. yeah although it would be kind of funny for you to just like be the anchor of one episode with no explanation no explanation whatsoever. at all that would be it's good, just that like, would be good. There's, there's a new steve in town yeah um, but you don't go by steve you go by different names every time yes that's true i come up with so that is one of the the fun jokes that every yes. time it's like sort of taylor you don't really have a character name like who's your character you're just the lead you're the lead anchor i don't know yeah, I just, uh, I usually, like, if, if we're doing a, a specific <clears throat> film, I'll look at the cast list and I'll just take a random first name and a random last name from the cast list and I'll put those together and that's mm -hmm. my character name. And I'll do that with, with the others as well. But so to, to, but to circle back to, to what you were saying, like, um, so I had written uh, the Human Centipede episode. And the gag was. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you qualified that. I thought you were going to say you wrote the Human Centipede, and I was going to say you're not as good a writer as I thought. Yeah. No. But you wrote the no. You me. wrote the Human Centipede episode of episode PNN. Of PNN. Okay. Yes. Okay. We're good. Yes. We're good. Okay. Um, nice. 
And in it, I so the so the gag of that is that none of the correspondents want to report the story because it's it's so completely it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I came up with this character named Lenore, who was a PNN intern, and she it wouldn't bother her at all. So after after eliminating all of the regular correspondents, we would go to Lenore. And she would just report the story and it wouldn't gotcha. actually think it was kind of cool. Gotcha. And so I, I had a, a, a friend who lived in uh, Sydney. Uh, that probably tells you everything you need to know about this uh, friend. You cut out for a second. It lives where? Lives in Salem, Mass. Salem, okay. Yep. Yeah. So that probably tells you everything you need to know about that person. And I wanted That they're to cool? Well, yeah, but quirky <laughs> you can you can leave it at cool you can be nice I, it's fine yeah but it's important. no one no one's gonna arrest you you're already but, in the brig but it's important for me to to set the table here because okay th this person was very unique let's 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 put it that way and i thought would be a tremendous lenore and so i kept asking this person but my mm. messages just weren't getting through so i turned to uh kj and i said can you do this and she said yeah i can i can totally do lenore so <clears throat> she became lenore and lenore is so not kj she's like i think it's i think it's very much kj like tapping into everything that she suppresses on a day-to-day -day basis and unleashes it as lenore yeah she's definitely i've uh when she was on a couple of weeks ago, um, we talked about it and, and I said, I think she's like the anti you anti KJ because yes. like, KJ basically never stopped smiling. Right. Uh, we're, we're talking about Killarney KJ is yes. to her friends. Um, she never stopped smiling and Lenore is the opposite. Of course, she never would smile ever in a million Correct. years. Yeah. Um, yes, exactly. So uh, Lenore was a huge hit. And mm -hmm. so I said, let's, figure out other ways to bring Lenore back. And uh, so what I try to do with Lenore is have her pop in when you least expect her to pop in. And uh, so far it's worked uh, amazingly well uh, with that character. And then Tim Baird, who you also know, fellow author, mm -hmm. uh, he's been with me since the beginning. And he joined the cast because the very first episode was Star Wars A New Hope. And he absolutely and he's, he's seen he's seen that before. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. He's seen he doesn't he's a he's aware of it in a vague yeah, way. Yeah, I think yeah, he may have yeah. seen it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. But he absolutely refused to allow a PNN Star Wars episode to exist without him being a part of it. Gotcha. And then uh So there was there was a there was like threats of violence basically because he I mean he has metal swords. Yes. Yes, he does. Like real metal swords that can cut you. Yes, and you don't want you don't want none of that business. No, and then if you're gonna fight back, he has chainmail. Yeah, and 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 helmets. And, yeah, uh, armor. He's like a so, giant sloth. You just can't you just can't hurt him. Yeah. So uh, I I'm not gonna tell him he's not gonna be. Yeah, he's yet. very much like a. Wouldn't you say he's like a giant sloth in that way? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm letting you say he's like a giant sloth. In that well, you know, guy. because the, as everybody knows, the, the giant sloths had like bones in their flesh. So it was like built in chain mail. That's true. And, and Tim does. 
He has and and, and that is something you get on the Retro Reductibus Cephala podcast is, uh, is knowledge that yes. gets dropped on your lap, whether you want it or not. And as we all know, knowledge is Sometimes power. it's typo knowledge. Sometimes it's uh, giant sloth knowledge. You never really sure. know. You got to just, you got to watch the whole episode and stop skipping ahead, Steve. Uh, okay. So I, I can do that in the future. That's just, that's just a general, that's just a, that's just a, a thought you might sure. want to just hold on to. Well, if you want to, um, if you want to drop in references to PNN at random points in, mm -hmm. in these episodes in the future. Mm-hmm. Then I won't skip ahead. I'll have to listen oh. to the whole thing to find the PNN mention. Ah, but that's only if you know that they're there. So you you need to listen regardless. I guess that's the thing. That's now the I'll thing. never know because they might be, that's and I'm right. not going to tell you because I want you to listen to the whole thing. That's very clever. So mm -hmm. I'm probably only going to get like three or four episodes out of you with this method. But mm -hmm. three or four episodes. I mean, that's that's like more than zero. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Sweet. So with um with recording these these episodes, you have these correspondents in all different places. They're all remote. Um, I I'm just wondering, like, how much ad libbing you allow on the show? Because I mean, you've, we've already established that you are the Kubrick. You run your show as if it were a dictatorship. You write the words. They say the words, mm -hmm. or else they get the hose again. Mm -hmm. Um. So just like, are there times that sometimes, you know, because these are talented people, these are funny people, are there times that, you know, they ad lib, you know, and you just let it roll just, you know, like for the sake of good comedy, like, you know, even if it means things not going quite according to plan, does that ever happen? No. What? No. Okay. What kind of question is that? So I'm getting the sense other Steve that you've never even seen PNN. What? Let me ask what, you what a is, question. Let me what, ask you a question. Who, don't who, you I, think... Who the hell are you? Don't you think, if you've watched them before, that it's pretty clear that nothing ever goes to plan? Literally nothing. Look, I don't know. What, what is this? What, what do you... What it, you know what? You know what? What? Why don't you just go away, other Steve? There you go. Bye-bye. For those who are confused right now about what is going on, I am Krista Terry. I am the new host of Retro Redoctopus, and I am here with Steve Number One, who is the ultimate host of Peen. Hi, Steve. It's nice uh, to be talking to you tonight. First hi. question. Oh, okay. Sure. Hit which PNN cast member is your favorite, and why is it me? And before, I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Okay. Is it because of our long relationship that straddles the personal and the professional? Um, maybe it's because I constantly outperform. Oh, do I talk now? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Well, uh, by far, by far, my favorite cast member is uh, Krista Terry. Um, she is the total package. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's always there when I need her. She's part of the PNN creative team. Um, she's thoughtful. She's she's fun to work with. There's just there's there's no downside to having Krista as as part of my team. And I hope 
that she will be with me to the end, wh wherever that might be. But uh, yeah, that's, there's no question. There's, there's Krista, then there's this huge gap, and then there's everybody else. Thank you. Thank you. That was actually, that was really beautiful. That was the best part of this podcast so far. Um, my next question is, which PNN episode has the most views? Oh, well, that would be uh, the Charlie's Angels episode, mm -hmm. which has currently 86,000 views. And um, that is because uh, Krista Terry is in it. Um, uh, I don't think it's just Krista Terry, though. I have a theory, and maybe you could speak to this theory, that you could get more viewers with ass and titties. Interesting. Um, yes, I could. You're absolutely right. Um, I just don't know how much of the cast would be willing to do that. Uh, and uh, that makes me hesitant to ask them. Um, but you're right with, with boobs and butts, uh, we could, we could really start racking up the views. No considered going Hey, excuse me. Excuse me. It oh. took me like five minutes to get back on here, ma'am. I don't know who you are, but you're, you're, you're questioning my interview style on my own show, Krista Terry. And now we're talking about boobs and titties and, and asses. What the, what is this? Yes. How do you, how do you know that this format even allows for such talk? This, how do you know? You could be, you've never been here before for, you know, for I don't all even you know, know where I am right now. I just had to, it was so bad. It was so bad. I had to break in. Well, you know, I, I really, I really appreciate the constructive criticism, but it could have been in a nicer wrapper. Okay. Maybe with a bow or like some chocolates, you know, and you're like, Hey, have this. And I would be like, thank you, ma'am. But because you know, you didn't. Steve, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just other Steve's feelings. I think yeah, I heard yeah. other Steve's feelings. I am the Steve. I'm this is this is my podcast. Excuse me. Goodbye. Okay, I don't know where she came from. That was ridiculous. I don't know what's going on tonight. Wow. You know, she she thinks she thinks she's so cool. She, you know, I'm I'm really actually kind of pissed off right now. She really like she really got my goat, as it were. You well, know, she thinks my questions suck. Well, like who is this lady? This, this is a friend of yours. Well. She's uh, on your show. This is a friend of yours. This is ridiculous. Well, uh, it's, I don't. I, All right. You I, know what? You not... know what? Terry. All right. I'll t you, you want better questions? Is that what you want? Fine. Here. How about this one? I bet. Riddle me this, Lomer. I bet you've never had this asked of you in a professional podcasting situation before. All right. Why did Frodo and Sam went when they m went to Mount Doom to destroy the Ring of Power? Why didn't the goddamn Eagles just take them the entire way there and back again? Huh? Oh, um, my God! Are you talking about the fucking Eagles again? Uh, <sighs> Come is on. That, what? I'm just saying. We've talked about this, Steve. Okay. If you have, like, pick up a book, okay? Crack a spine on a page. I know you like to watch horror movies and 80s crap, but just read a book, okay? Everybody says, like, oh, it's a plot hole thing. Like, why did the Eagles just take them? The Eagles couldn't have taken them. 
Because one, if they had flown in, the eye of Sauron would have seen them right away, struck them down. Oh, oh, the eye of Sauron would have seen them? Yeah, like a mile away. They would have taken them down. They would have been dropped into Mordor. If they weren't dead already, he'd have the ring. Plus, people are like, oh, how could we just can't compare the eagle to do it? Gwahir, the fucking Wind Lord, is not some magical beast that could just be commanded. It's a sentient eagle. He has his own little, like, society and everything. You know this. We've talked about this. He owes Gandalf a favor because, like I said, read a book. Gandalf helped him save himself from getting struck by a poison wait, wait, arrow. Wait, hold, hold on. A so poison arrow. He owed him a life debt, like Han and Chewbacca. Yeah, which he, he repaid this. all the way back in The Hobbit. But he so, repaid him over three separate things. When he rescued him from the top of the mountain after fighting the Balrog, when he rescued him off of the top of the White Tower, and then finally at the end, he gets him to bring Frodo and Hob. Uh, he brings them all home. And then, bam, they wipe their claws clean. Eagles, Gandalf, they all go their separate Eagles have talons, Tim. coming up. Talons, not claws. Talons, claws. Wolverine has claws, Tim. I'm just, shink, I'm just saying, like, we know what we're talking about. Like, why do we keep talking about the eagles? Like, just let it go. Oh, God. She's here, too, now? Hey. Hey. Lenore? Hey. You know what? Shut up, Tim. No one likes you. No one likes a nerd. I don't know. Steve Lomer does. I don't think he does. I don't think uh, anyone does. I. Uh, it, it's not that I... I it's we we've done uh, I I sure uh, it's it's uh, this is the weirdest what? episode ever. I'm gonna defer to Steve on this because um I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Is I think I PNN I has invaded and infected this entire show. And I was just at home having some Mountain Dew sharpening my sword as one does on a Monday night, and suddenly I start hearing eagles being talked about. So that's why I'm here. Nerd. What are you doing? At, are you at home just like reading Edgar Allan Poe or something? I wrote Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, okay. you wish. That, that's true, actually. She, she did. All right, if, all right, Lenore, if you're so high and mighty, why don't you answer the question? What question? The question. Oh, well, the, eagles. The, 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 the eagles! Why? Doom, why didn't they? Why did they? Why did they yeah, why didn't the eagles that? just take Sam and Frodo to Mount Doom? I am them. Mount Doom. <gasps> oh, oh, that's freaking hilarious! Can't compete with that, uh, guys. All right, this is ridiculous. This is getting like way, way out of control. Um, look, try to remember. Okay, this is this is Steve's episode. All right, so Steve's what is this? It's 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 an episode of the Retro Reductibacephala podcast. It just happens to be a podcast that I I sometimes host always. I've never but watched like, it. Well, that's hurtful. But so if we could just like all be a little bit respectful, take a step back. All right, I'll I'd like to continue with the interview. Okay. okay? Well, whatever so, it is Steve, you do. So let's ahead. let's just you know what? I'm I keep popping these guys out. They keep coming back. Let's just leave them. Okay? Just ignore them, pretend they're not even here. So Tell me, Steve, yes. where do you get your ideas for comedy? Well, um, it, it's 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 tragedy plus time is what it is. So uh, a lot of the childhood trauma that I've been carrying around with me, um, mm -hmm. I, I've sort of twisted that 
into a, a sort of dark and uh, an ominous sense of humor. I, I guess I should use air quotes with that. I don't, I don't really know that I necessarily have one, um, but uh, it, it, it's it, it's it's there, um, mm -hmm. and and uh, it's good. I, guess. I, th I mean, I, I think I think you're very funny. Huh. Yeah, um, sure. But it's what, uh, what was what was that? Hmm, Lenore, what do you got something to say? Oh, please. He's not even the funniest Lomer I know. How what? many Lomers do you know? What the hell does that mean? Oh, my God. Sir Van Sampson, is that you? Oh, my God. I am so excited. <laughs> oh, my here. God. You have thank, no idea. Thank, thank heavens. I, thank heavens. I, this is my first interview as a comic. Mm -hmm. uh, honey, you don't, you don't mind, do you? I mean, Typo uh, Squad. He hasn't said anything best. in like... 35 minutes. It's fine. Typo Squad film was the best two days of your life, huh? Wedding day doesn't count. Wow. Um, I that think you need best. to give me this one, okay? Okay. I... Steve, ready? Go. Okay, so so Teresa, hi. Yes, Welcome, to the show. hi. Welcome to the I'm show. I'm so excited. Oh, Thank great. You. I'm so happy to yes. have you. Um, yes. So tell hi, me. Everybody. Uh... I see everybody else. Oh, Lenore, you are my hero. Okay. Hi, Mrs. Lomer. It's nice um, to see somebody yeah, finally funny on the show. Wow, thank you. I, you know, I mean, I that don't, hurt, I don't that's also that's deserve, also hurtful. But, you know. That's also a little bit hurtful, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Teresa, tell me about <laughs> yes. like how do you, how did you get started in comedy? Like you're doing all the stand up these days. What's what's this new stand up routine? Like what? Yes, how did you well, get going all, with that? You know, I got going. You know, it all started when I was twelve. Mm -hmm. And I you oh, know, so it's been going on for a while because you're long more time, than long time, long time. Yes, yeah, so a little bit more than twelve. Thank you. What was that an insult? I hope not. It sounded like one, but okay. No. Well, we'll just roll with it. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I uh, loved comedy growing up, and uh, Fletch was my favorite. And my brother mm -hmm. and I would would say the, those lines back and forth mm -hmm. to each other all the time. So that was mm -hmm. my one movie that I loved nice. so much. And my friend pretty much dragged me into a coffee house one Wednesday. Oh, Lenore, you look so good. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, so good, uh, right? Yeah, dragged me dragged me into a coffee house one Wednesday about a year ago and said, look, there's this open mic going on. Just show up. You don't have to do anything. And I showed up and I saw the board up there and I just said, mm -hmm. well, hell, I'm just going to give this a go. So I threw my name up there and told the funny story awesome. and people liked it. And there you go. Awesome. I'm sorry, Amazing. Steve. Did you did you have Lomer? Did you have something else you wanted to add? No, he's I mean, because he's he's, is, he's fine. He's okay. typing. Okay. okay. He's uh okay. he's he's probably just... drafting up divorce papers or something. Okay. It's no okay. big deal. No, that's fine. Um, that's fine. That's so fine. tell yeah, me, uh, so Teresa, like, where can people see you? Do you have any gigs coming up? Like, where? Yes. What, what are you doing? What do you got going on? On Wednesday, the 23rd of August, I'm doing a um, amateur comedy competition at the Burren in Somerville. So that's like the most amazing thing I've heard tonight. Wow. Oh, I know, isn't it? I'm so yeah. excited. It's so excited. It's yeah. so, so great. That is so great. I'm a little terrified, but can you I'm can you really say one more excited. time? To, like the name. So it's August 23rd. Yes. So Wednesday. And where, night, where's one more time? It's at the Burren, which is a bar in Somerville, and it's That's an amateur comedy competition. Awesome. We'll definitely put that in the show notes so people I can easily, that. you know, because that you know you want to always put the relevant links to whatever was talked about in the yeah, episode in the yeah, show notes so important. people can easily yes. certainly yes, of course certainly yep yep i see that yep I so. teresa will this be up on youtube because i have been looking for a funny youtube channel to follow mm. because 
there's literally no YouTube channels that are funny mm -hmm. anymore mm -hmm. to follow and find new content on. It's tough. You know, it's tough out there. It, what it I really is, need is I need a barren landscape. To pick me up. Every Friday, I am down in the dumps, and I'm like, I wish there was a funny video to watch on a Friday. Do you have something like that for me? You know what, Tim? It is it is a work in progress, and I I am going to do that for you. All right, because great. you Thank are you. important to me. Thanks. Oh, buddy. see, that's yeah. so that's what I that's what I love about you guys, man. It's it's that it's that sense of camaraderie where everybody's lifting hmm. everybody else up. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody. Everybody. Everybody feels good at the yeah. end of it. You know, like everybody. Um, yeah. Well, you know. Have you ever felt good before? No. Do you want to try? No. You want to maybe go out sometime? No. You want to go out with me sometime, Lenore? All right, so that's She's it for Lenore, out. I guess. Oh. Um, anyway, guys, uh, you know this this uh, this has been this has been a weird night, but I'm going to say goodbye oh. to all y'all. And uh, and I don't know how this all happened, but uh, Mrs. Lomer, you're a peach. I just can't get enough of you. I, I'm definitely you. I'm definitely going to see you on the 23rd. All right. So. All right. Here we go. What, Steve. What? friends. I mean, just as friends. Uh, but so anyway, uh, Steve, like uh, all I can say, buddy, is I, I don't know what the hell this has been. All I can say to you, and I mean this, I swear, baby, this sort of thing has never happened to me before. It, okay? It, it I hope you believe that. I hope it, you and, believe and, that. And especially when you get older. I, mm. I understand. Um, so anyway, I would, I would love to get things back on track, but, you know, it seems we're just about out of time. So I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I, I guess that wraps up the episode. Uh, I, I can see you don't have anything else to say. So, um, guys, if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being part of the Inebriard Podcast Network, Retro Redoctopus is a full-fledged member of the Domain Podcast Network. So, if you got a chance, please check out our sister shows like Epic Tales from the Sewers, Throwdown Thursday, Comic Paradox, Bear at Night. There's over 30 shows on the network, and you know what? You're bound to like a few of them. Um, so, for more information or to subscribe to us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com and be sure to check out our killer sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For, I would like to thank our host, Stephen Lomer, for hopping in the brig this week. And let's be real, for being such a good sport. Be sure to check out the Parody News Network on YouTube and StephenLomer.com for all things Stephen Lomer. There are links to all of these incredible books that he's written on Amazon. And most importantly, lots and lots of pictures of Steve. Seriously, there's like a ton. Um... So, buddy, I guess I'll let you out of the brig uh, down there. Again, uh, careful of the foreheads as you make your way out. Wouldn't want you to trip and, like, I don't know, sue me or something. I, I'm, I'm worried about some bad blood. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? What the heck? Let's just, uh, for the hell of it, let's just bring everybody back um, because they're they're just still hanging out. And uh, we'll just bring everybody back. And uh, thank our surprise guests all the way from the Parody News Network, Killarney Trainer. As Lenore, Krista D. Terry, Krista D. Terry, Tim Baird, and Teresa Lomer. 
you guys truly helped me make this episode one for the books. So now's the time, Steve. Um, oh no! If you got anything to say, man, Krista wants to I come mean, back. Now's the time. Oh, Krista's Chris- not. Oh, I clicked it. She's here. There we go. There she is. Wow. <laughs> I liked you before, but now I really don't like you. <laughs> Fair enough. Now it's personal. Well, you did kick me off, you know. That's true. My own show, lady. So, um, <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Um, Great. Th- uh, yeah, this, this, right yeah. Here we are. Yeah, no, this one, is tremendous. Yes. One big happy, one big happy family of sure. people who have been on PNN and me. Oh, that's that's a self invite if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I'll get you on. I know a guy. Yeah. I, as I have already explained, we already have a good-looking bald Steve on PNN. I mean, twice the good-looking bald Steves, twice the profit. You're, it's like the it's like the same thing with the underpants gnomes. They collect the they collect <laughs> the underpants, and then step three is huge profit. It's the same thing. I don't know what step two is, but you're gonna confuse people. People are gonna be tuning in. They're gonna be like, wait a minute. If we ever do Where's another under- cloning episode, though. <laughs> if or, we ever do another cloning episode, yes. Or yes. even like a Wrigley's Double Mint Gum commercial. <laughs> you guys could be the yes. twins. We could be riding on a tandem bike. That'd be cute. <laughs> we could tiptoe through the tulips all the way through them with our ukuleles. So, um, Steve, I hope you realize that it's just because we love you. And this episode, obviously, this episode truly is the most that we have ever personally done to promote anybody. (laughs) 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 So I hope you realize that when you're falling to sleep tonight and you're you're kind of still mad, you're kind of still mad about it. I hope you realize that really PNN is awesome and uh, everybody should check it out because you guys all do a hell of a job and you are all very talented and it's really been fun to work on this this was actually not a small amount of work or a small amount of planning to get all this done especially live so um a lot of tonight was written by everybody here we we collabed a lot of this and um and it was a lot of fun so i certainly hope everybody out there in listening land had a good time tonight in this weird surprise episode where we punk Stephen Lomer. I think that maybe maybe Stephen Lomer punked is the name of the episode. I don't know. That, it's possible. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I don't know if Ashton Kutcher is still alive. Does he still breathe? Does He's he do stuff? Alive, yeah. He is. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll see. But um, anything? Nothing? <laughs> We love you, Steve. We do. Don't hate us too much. Thank you. Um, Yeah, no, it's this has been a wonderful little mini reunion of all of of all of my peens and uh, all your peens. I'm I'm just glad that I said kind things about all of them (laughs) before they arrived. Oh, they were there, Steve. They were here the entire time. Oh. 
Well, <laughs> I'm glad I said kind thing anyway. And to be fair, the second part of Typo Squad was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> totally yes. My fault. <laughs> yes. Talk to her about that. <laughs> so why why were you so bad at the second half of Typo Squad? Glenn? You know what? This isn't my show. This is really Steve's show. I don't want to take a spotlight. <laughs> Steve. Wow, what a cop out. Wow. <laughs> we can talk about it when I come back. <laughs> September 7th. September 7th. <laughs> yeah. You also a joke. On March, August 7th on your calendar. She was on like wow. two weeks ago. It's like, like, like certainly um anybody's welcome to come back anytime you want, including you, Steve, and you know, promise to be good next time. But um yeah, honestly, honestly working through a list of people that I haven't had on this year, and uh you are really very much on that list you're very very close to the top of that list i went through killarney the next person i think of is you jackass so like come on <laughs> and then you like you're in my my freaking dms like giving me shit for having her on like come on <laughs> because it's not i think of you which leads me to killarney it's the other way around <laughs> I interviewed Killarney, which leads me to you. Do you see? Do you see Maybe the distinction? I told you Killarney is cuter than you are. That's all. Like, oh, that's bullshit. This, this interview Do we need to take a vote? Is this a vote situation? So we could do if a You're going to talk crazy like that. I'm not even going to bother. We are equally attractive. Equals, we are yes. balanced Equals. as all things should be, just like yeah. Thanos wanted. Mrs. Lomer <laughs> and Krista are much better looking than we are. Oh, and, yeah. And then there's Tim. So, <laughs> hey, Tim, Tim looks better in chainmail than yeah. anyone I've ever met. Oh, yeah. That's bullshit, too. I've 10 people. <laughs> I wanted to you, grab the grail. Bad. I dare you to name nine. <laughs> name nine people that look better in chainmail than Tim Baird. All right, here we go. Oh no, I don't know. I, I, don't, know any, I don't know anybody. I knew it was bullshit. Bullshit. Okay? Called my bluff. Yes. Yes. Tim, <clears throat> you you sipping on Mountain Dew was yeah. hilarious. You yes. just oh, wouldn't stop. Could you hear the slurping? Oh, yes. Okay. Good. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the Mountain Dew was like yeah. a character. The Mountain Dew was a character who had lines. <laughs> the dialogue was the slurping. Oh God, so good. You know, this this is this is really my my OGs of PNN. Should you should really talk to them about what it's like to work on PNN? You asked me, you didn't ask them. That's true. That's true. Well, I was interviewing you tonight. Ostensibly. Were you? <laughs> Well, plus, were you? This was so, my payment. All right. Uh, Samson said that I had to do this punk on you if I wanted to get on a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I, you know, I'm like Kubrick in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. So, um, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's, that's a great idea. So, what, let's, let's explain what you guys all do on the show. So, obviously, KJ Trainer, Killarney, you are Lenore. You're one of the correspondents. You've been on a bunch yes. of episodes. So, mm -hmm. Tim also has been on a number of episodes but you play different characters right you're not you don't have just one character that you play right so i have a recurring role of elijah which essentially okay. what you saw today 
Um, <laughs> then Steve brings me in. Anytime he needs a male character with a really great European accent, he brings <laughs> me in to do French, Italian, British. I I just, I nail it. Like, it sounds like you're literally <laughs> calling up one of those, like, restaurants. And it's Can like, we get a little bit? Can we get a little, little French like, or something? <laughs> like, like, he'll call me up and he'll be like, oh, is this... Is this the Eiffel Tower? And who am I speaking with? This is Pierre. Like, because he can't even tell. It's so good. And um, can we get a little bit? Can we get a little bit? No, I got to save it for the next episode. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> see that? No. See, you now you just you just did did uh, the mighty Stephen Loomer proud there. So, that <laughs> uh, Krista, what what is your role on the show? Uh, my specialty would probably be giant blocks of text because for whatever reason, I almost always have some huge paragraph to say uh, and getting through it. I guess I can get through them without going blah, 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 blah. So that's, that's where I come in. I'm a floater. I'll play. I'll really play anybody. Okay. So you, you've been like tons of different characters. Yes, lots of. I've been Thelma and Thelma and Louise, I think. I've been, I'm going to be the mom in Amityville Horror. I've been a Charlie's Angel. I've just, whatever you need, I'm there. Whatever. That's You know what? He wasn't kidding. He could call me up tomorrow and be like, hey, tonight, can you come and film some random thing? Because I have. I have stepped in uh, when <clears throat> somebody else stepped out unexpectedly. So it helps Throwing a we need we need Tim Baird. He's busy. Can you throw on a goatee? Yes, absolutely. I'll talk about Lord of the Rings. She could pull it off. She's nice. And good. and you do some behind the scenes stuff, right, Krista? Um, I have I've written some episodes and I've done casting. I review scripts. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. And Mrs. Lomer, Teresa Lomer. Yes. Hey. Yep. You are, I mean, you are right there with Steve promoting this thing absolutely everywhere. I see you guys posting at every con, all these different things. You guys have a great booth and you, yeah. you're interactive. You welcome people in and take their pictures. And it's just this really fun thing. I think even if people don't know what PNN is, uh, yeah. they, they have fun and it's like mm -hmm. just meeting you guys and you, you know, you leave them with this experience and this memory. So mm -hmm. what else, what else do you do for the show? Uh, well, I'm the muse, so Obvious. oh, certainly. Uh, that's primary. Um, I've done some directing. I've done some extra. I've been an extra a few times. I helped with the Typo Squad movie. Um, so I I help with. I have my input. Um, you know, well, what I think make things better. So, and he'll run things by me and you know, beforehand and I'll say, uh, uh, don't do that. Or yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly what I do. So, yeah, no, don't, mm, mm, mm. so when, uh, when he talks about his, his, his genius, what he means is he, that's a pet name for you. That is correct. That's correct. Yeah. Fair. You got it. Fair. What you, do you, what um, you need to do in life is surround yourself with people who are much smarter and more talented than you are. And then people don't really notice that you're just faking it. <laughs> so well, that, you know, every well, I did. <laughs> well, everybody, you know, every good ship needs a captain. So, uh, you know, let's let's not take you down too many pegs. This is definitely, you know, you're you're at the helm, and uh, I think you do a great job of getting everybody together. And uh, you know, this is definitely. It seems seems like you have a lot of people who help you achieve your vision 
And even if the vision changes from thing to thing, they're still there right there in the wings, ready to help, willing to help at, at a moment's notice. And that, that reflects on you. So <clears throat> I, thought, I thought for sure that was a cue for you to bring everyone from <laughs> BNN. No, on I, I can only all at once. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my, the entire cast of PNN. My clicker fingers sore from all the clicking. <laughs> is uh, that what it's sore from? <laughs> you know what? You know what the answer to that is? Always wonder. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, that that's really great, man. Like that that reflects on you. So you know, for all the bravado and all that stuff, no, you deserve a lot of credit. And uh, typo squad, you know, I mean, hey, you know, I'm still waiting for the typo squad, uh, you know, theme park. So when you're breaking ground on that, like, what, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, we we got Harry Potter world or whatever. Who cares? Like, I want to I want to go and like see some deadly words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and be saved from deadly. Around. That's what I want. Yeah. Like, yeah. Next week, um, ma we bought maybe a tilt a world world and uh, we're, we're just going to build it. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the smallest um, theme park in the world, but it's it's really got heart, and that's the mm. important thing. It's just Steve pushing you around in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> People would pay for that, okay? Would. People would pay for they that. Probably People would. have. You know what you could do? This is just, I'm just spitballing ideas for episodes here. So behind me is a... There's a poster right here, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie. Um, but it is, uh, it, it, it's a giant monster movie. And in the end, it, it does uh, demolish uh, Coney Island. So what you could do is you could, you could do this one, full black and white, only it's, it's, it's a typo squad park, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, Brilliant. you keeping that for PNN? Well, I mean, no, you, cro you like cross pollination, bro. Cross pollination. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, one thing references the other. Oh, man. It would blow people's minds. Come on. Yeah. Typo squad no. reference no. in PNN. No. No. It's we're too not, good. We're not doing any of you that. You can just tell me it's too good. It's fine. <laughs> no, you hold on to that. You make that a reality. And we'll just keep doing. I would. I just don't want to get sued by that Lomer guy. You know. No, I totally understand. It's it's uh, it's ugly. <laughs> he's a little. He's a little. He's a little sue happy. He I mean, is. Yes. You know. Yes. You know him a little bit. Um, guys, this has been an incredibly fun night and uh, more stressful than I think. I hope I let on. So, um, I will say good night to everybody and thank you to everybody, especially our guest of the night. Guest of honor, Stephen Lomer the Mighty, uh, of course, from the Parody News Network, from Typo Squad, the theme park, uh, <clears throat> breaking ground next week. Um, I hope everybody has a great, great rest of the evening. But before we go, Steve, is there anything else you want to leave people with? Is there, you know, follow us on social media? So where can people find you? Where I already mentioned the website, and I will add all that to the show notes and all that stuff but is there anything you want to tell people of where they can find your stuff well there's uh parodynewsnetwork.com is our website uh it's youtube.com slash parodynewsnetwork uh new episodes every friday we also post shorts on mondays and wednesdays which have been doing really well for us which is great um we're also going to be appearing uh at conventions coming up 
very soon. We're going to be at Plastic City Comic Con. Oh, nice. On uh, the 19th. 19th. Thank you, Tim. Uh, we're going to be at Granite State Comic Con uh, in September. And then we're going to be doing the Monster Expo uh, in October. So awesome. So people can come out and, and be part of PNN. And um, yeah. They can they can reach out and touch the peen, which is just which. Let's be. Let me clarify. Hold on. That's behind Krista. the peen. It's the, It's just the sign. It's just the sign. It's PNN it after is. dark. <laughs> Ass and we, we have to talk about that next episode. Ass and taints. That's why people tune into the Retro Octopus Cephala podcast anyway. Ass and taints. Kitty's boobies. Krista D. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new ringtone right there. <laughs> oh, the D stands for debauchery, folks. That's Pretty true. much. <laughs> All right. I will officially get us the heck out of here. Um, <clears throat> I have been your host. My name is Parasite Steve, a.k.a. Steve Ann Samson, a.k.a. Steve of Destruction, though nobody calls me that, and it's a really sad thing that your adventures have ended here. Good night, everybody. See you later. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com. What, 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 what is happening? As, as friends. I mean, just as friends. <laughs>